Gems of Youth Work, Sharing Precious Practices. Hey there, and welcome to Gems of Youth Work. Today we are sharing a gem from Lithuania. Our guest is Aushrine Dirzinskaite, who has been involved in an initiative called Learn Before You Vote. Oshrina and her team has been recruiting and training young volunteers to organize political debates. Let's hear what lessons we can learn from this gem of youth work. Good morning, Oshrina, and it's very nice to have a call on an early morning in Lithuania and in Estonia. Hello, nice to be here, thanks. Today with you, we'll be talking about political participation, involvement of young people in political life, and watchdogging. And to start, could you introduce a bit yourself and your relationship to youth work? Sure. So, hi, my name is yeah, indeed Oshrina. I'm, I'm uh, living, working, and uh, volunteering and doing a bunch of stuff in, in Lithuania, uh, one of the Baltic states, if somebody's not aware of uh, where Lithuania is. Um, so, you know, I would say that my my connection with youth work is actually quite natural. You know, I, I, I was, I'm still actually a young person. And uh, when I was still in school, you know, I joined various projects. I found uh, a lot of meaning in them, a lot of friends, best friends, even my husband in them. So it naturally led, you know, taking more responsibilities, maybe showing some initiative in one of the projects that we were in. And, you know, that's how I think it turned out to be to take a lot of uh, a lot of time of my life presently, actually. So it's, uh, you know, I'm thinking that uh, probably none of us are like choosing, you know, I'm going to be a professional youth worker, right? I think that the, at least for a lot of people and, and for me, it comes just, well, you know, naturally that uh, this feels fun, this feels good, this, this uh, had an impact in my life. So, yeah, I, I want to continue with that. So you said that um, your youth work path started uh, in school as a, as a young volunteer or as a participant of project. But then what is your motivation to stay in the field nowadays? Motivation, I guess, changes, right? Uh, as well, you know, it's not like a constant thing, but uh, at least for now, because this is like uh, what we're doing is not uh, not a full-time thing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's part-time thing or, or sometimes it's a totally full-time thing and sometimes, you know, for many of us. But for me, I guess it's, it's you know, um, this is the place, uh, the, the projects we do, the, the community we have built. This is the place where, you know, I can be exactly who I am. And I can also see other people being, you know, who they are. We, we, we are just, you know, coming up with things that we want to do and nobody is telling us to do. And, uh, you know, we can come up with any kind of project we want. We can write it, we can do it, we can change it if something's changed. And uh, I think that's, you know, that's very, uh, it feels very empowering. You feel very much in, well, not in control, but it gives you a lot of, of feeling that uh, you're, you're a little bit in control of what you're doing. You can do whatever you want. And it's especially good when you find other people who have alike ideas, or, or if you disagree, then, you know, come up with... The... So for me, I think it's it's um, a sense of community, a sense of uh, doing things that you find important, and actually, you know, just feeling good, because that's what we all aim in life, don't we? It sounds a lot like it, there's this freedom and uh, possibility to express yourself. And, you know, Indeed. some people like to, to draw, and some people like to play musical instruments. And I started thinking some that some like... people just like to write projects. <laughs> 
and implement projects. And implement them, exactly. I wouldn't say that writing projects is like the the the, the one key passion for, 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 you know, but yeah, when you write a project which you really care about and which you really believe in, and then you can do it, then, then you know, it's uh, like, you know, for us, uh, we could do a lot of things, I guess, without projects. But uh, for us, the, these Erasmus Plus projects were actually the, were the reason that we were able to scale to such level, to have so many young people involved. And, uh, and that's, you know, why we're, well, I'm always feeling, you know, thankful that we had like this opportunity. Because otherwise, you know, there could be a 10 of us doing some things for some time. But to have it, uh, you know, for, for a few continuous years, for hundreds of people, that's, that's when you need the project, I guess. You've been doing work with young people all around Lithuania. So for everyone who is listening uh, to this podcast from around uh, Europe, from different countries, how is it to be a young person in Lithuania these days <laughs> in still 2021? Well, apparently hard enough <laughs> with the COVID. But, uh, well, no, despite being a small country, Lithuania... Uh, I think it very much depends on on where you live. You know, if you're if you're in the capital, if you're in the bigger city, uh, or if you're in um, in a smaller region, a smaller town, and you know that that differs in how many opportunities you have. Um, but yeah, I think life life is getting good. Well, you know, young people in Lithuania have a lot of opportunities these days and for us i guess it's you know it, it's hard to think of the times before when there weren't so much opportunities when we think about our parents generation you know we see this in the movies or we hear this from our stories uh but i believe well and i hear that people young people cherish this you know this ability to to travel both across the country and also abroad uh to have friends uh from from different countries um to really despite being in Lithuania, actually be, you know, all around Europe and sometimes all around the globe uh, by different means. So, um, yeah, and I think uh, it's the same as, as everywhere, you know, young, young person, young people, uh, though different, living in different countries, but, you know, they, they all have, uh, we all have, I guess, same aspirations. You know, we want the best for our lives. We want to really enjoy our days. <laughs> we want to rebel a bit, <laughs> Uh, do do something else than the, that the other people are telling us to do and find our own ways. And yeah, I guess, again, coming back to projects, <laughs> this is, you know, one of the ways uh, how we uh, learn who we are, how we show that, you know, no, no, no. If we're young people, it doesn't mean that we are, you know, just uh, learning something at school. We can actually go and, you know, take politics in our hands. So <laughs> this is also a way to, to you know, rebel. know the case yeah and that exactly bridges to this work that you have been doing with uh, involving young people more in the political life and uh, first of all could you introduce a bit what was uh, what were the projects about and and what in general you guys are doing yeah I guess I guess uh, we should start with the, the the problem you know that we found uh, back in the days in 2014 that uh, in Lithuania, well, yeah, young people are not that much interested in politics. Well, you know, when we were talking about what this life of the young person here, well, it's mostly not being interested in politics, right? Um, so we had nine out of 10, 10 young people saying that uh, they are not interested in politics. And this was together, I think, with the Czech Republic, the worst, uh, the worst result uh, across Europe at the time, across uh, even not only Europe, uh, broader and 
But we, a bunch of guys, were very much interested in politics. And we thought, you know, well, this, this is not right. Why, why are our peers, why are like people living around us, same young people who have uh, like more or less the same backgrounds, not that much interested. And um, this is how we came up with the Learn Before You Vote, Shunam Karanku in Lithuanian, to first find a way how to um, engage young people more in politics, showing uh, what is it all about, what are elections about, and but not only elections. And on the other hand, uh, being still quite a young democracy, we had, uh, and we thought also that uh, many politicians were not that uh, nice or maybe not that good as we would expect them to be, and um, didn't pay too much attention to young people as well. And yeah, here, you know, we get into some kind of a vicious circle where Young people don't care about politics because politicians don't care about young people and don't communicate to them and don't talk about their issues or interests. And here, you know, back then, why should young people care about politics? And if young people don't care about politics, why should politicians care about young people? Because they don't vote. They are not, you know, voters. And uh, hence, we have the second element of, of politicians. And we thought that, you know, we, um, the key, and maybe not the bullet, but uh, the thing that we could do us to, to bring together young people and politicians and uh, in, in one way uh, involve young people more. Uh, so we decided that young people could organize political debates. You know, we have elections, uh, we have uh, some dis discussions happening in the TV, but in the regions, in, in the towns and cities uh, and even villages of Lithuania, nothing is really happening. So young people could uh, start doing things in their communities, in their hometowns, and politicians could come to these debates. Uh, well, you know, this was, uh, this was uh, the idea. At first, you know, we didn't know uh, if any of the politicians will come. Because, <laughs> you know, well, young people before elections say, you know, we are organizing political debates and you should come to our debates and present your ideas, your programs, you know, see your rivals. And, you know, we thought, well, maybe some will come, some not. And this is exactly exactly what happened. You know, at first we had like, if we had like, I don't know, 10 candidates, so, you know, five or, or four came, maybe not the main ones. But then uh, after they saw what is happening last year, we had almost 90% of the overall candidates coming to these debates organized by young people. So yeah, political debates and also bunch of stuff uh, like educational activities and, and so on. But I guess we get to unwrap it all. <laughs> so many debates organized by young people. And you said that when you started, you were interested in politics, but then you saw peers who were not. Why were you interested in that? As I have a, also a background in political science, <laughs> we, I guess we could go back, um, we could go back to why some people are interested and in why some people are not interested in politics. This is actually one of the things that I have researched then when I studied in the university, uh, because uh, practically I wasn't curious, you know, so indeed, why was I interested in why other people are not that much interested? So uh, we can find uh, several factors that are like, uh, well, probably having, but you know, with, uh, with the social reality, there's always not one thing that uh, is the key reason, but uh, a few things. One, is a very important one. If you discuss about politics uh, with your family from even early days, uh, with um, in your school, with your peers, and so on. So if if you discuss politics in in uh, in your nearest environment, and I think uh, with me, I had I was successful to have uh, I was lucky to have uh, teachers and also parents who you know were always 
bringing these topics and uh, and uh, I am I remember like the first memory that I like the first conscious memory that I have is when I'm still in the kindergarten it's like you know um, an afternoon sleep which I hated like <laughs> probably a lot of kids and of course I never slept and uh, you know being in my mind some dreaming um, something and I hear uh, these uh, teachers and I hear that the, and we had like a, a big uh, big presidential election at the time and a huge debate uh, two major rivals and I hear them debating you know who to vote for like uh, one arguing that this one is better and the other arguing this one is better and this is the first ever like conscious memory I have in my in my mind so I guess you know this is this is how you this is how it brings you through your life and then you know you can think about uh, these obvious reasons that you know i feel that it uh, you know it touches it's important to 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 take part and so on but i think it, yeah, it, it actually gets back to to you know your environment uh, how you were brought up uh, where, where you engaged in in uh, in school or with peers or or with teachers then i started participating in various projects which at first weren't that much political but and then you find more peers who are you know more interested in politics, that's, I guess, how, how, how you know, it really drags you, uh, drags you in. I think that is the story of the earliest engagement or involvement in politics I ever had. <laughs> I got into, I got interested in politics during kindergarten. That sounds quite substantial. Of course, I wasn't, you know, like following all the things, but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is, I guess, interesting how, how later you start, because yeah, when we were telling our story, you know, you, you pick some pieces from, from your earlier life. And then, you know, you have like this, explain, uh, explain uh, the right, why you are like that. So <laughs> this, I guess what I have took, uh, took uh, from my past hmm. memories. When you said that you've been involved with the Erasmus Plus projects, how were they created and how were they organized? Yeah, good question. Uh, we had uh, we had uh, uh, free uh, Erasmus Plus projects, which are like, if, if talking this um, jargon, right, a, a key action free project. So it's uh, it's uh, maybe less explored and I guess less used type of projects in the Erasmus program, uh, where which enables to have either national or international discussions um, between young people and politicians right so this is it's exactly a tool for for that so because i guess people on on the european level as well see that uh, connection between young people and and politicians is is important everywhere not only in, in lithuania so it's a good tool and uh, well you know basically we have logic that we write a project for like period of elections right so if we had like uh, municipal or parliamentary elections then we have a project which is for a year or two so that we have enough time to prepare because it's not like just uh, that we have a one one month period before elections and then everything most of the things happen at the time but in order for like because you have 90 debates taking place in, in the month so if you, you know if you, you divide it by days then you you know you take the weekends off so it's like five debates uh, in a single day so naturally it has to be a lot of people doing the things everywhere so in order to have that, uh, we start preparing um, half a year or even year before. So therefore, the, the projects are for that, right? To prepare to, what means to prepare, right? To um, uh, to invite uh, people who want to join you. And this is, yeah, what uh, was done with the first Erasmus Plus project, because when we wrote it, there were like, I don't know, five or six of us who had this idea. We did some a lot of things voluntarily. We built our first platform. 
uh, totally like from our own resources and so on. And we saw that it has some kind of, well, we, we saw that we like it. So then we decided, okay, let's try to invite more people uh, and see if they would like to join. So the first Erasmus Plus project was, was exactly for that. So we, we called people, you know, young people all across the country, if you want to join us. And we saw that a uh, hundred or, or something said, okay. And they came to the various training slash workshops we had, where we talked about politics, where we actually discussed how we want these debates to happen, um, how we want uh, this, um, not only debating, but then later monitoring of how politicians are keeping their promises, the watchdogging hands uh, term, this, you know, keeping an eye, being like this is a safeguard uh, for the system, for the democracy in the country, and did uh, a bunch of debates. And then um, as well built uh, this online platform where we where we put the things that uh, are, are being said during the debates, and then we can you know, have this accountability. Because what is very important for us is as well, not only do a discussion at the time of, of the elections, but also uh, like have a, have it written in the memory that uh, we would not forget what was said during the elections. And uh, that's why we built a, an online platform where people also could could come and, and uh, talk with politicians and also see their, their promises. And this is, again, one of the things that we can build only because of the project, because, you know, internet platforms cost a lot of things uh, these days, especially more than before. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... So this was the first project, and then uh, the second and the third, because overall we had three Erasmus Plus projects. They all have a like logic. So we have different elections. You know, if we had like municipal elections, then naturally, if if we have parliamentary elections, it requires a total different preparation, because you know we have to uh, learn more about the system. Uh, you have to learn more about the candidates and uh, so on. Um, after the first project, uh, we actually just understood what this can be about and understood the the potential of this uh, activities, uh, we saw that it actually can have impact for, for young people because, you know, at first we thought that maybe it's just a fun way to, to do it. It's interesting. It's interesting for us. But later we saw that it has actually an impact for participants. And uh, then the second project helped to, to scale it even more. And then I think that the, with the deferred project, what we saw is that uh, we can not only scale it uh, like uh, countrywide, but also make it uh, more deeper in the sense that make uh, these young people uh, participate more and do more uh, input, give more input and do more re tiny researches, preparing for the debate. So actually, you know, making more, not only organizing a nice and having a nice, nicely looking discussion, but also have very deep preparations and have the young people involved more and more. So it's, I guess, important to, to have the scaling and also going deeper with every project. The scale of the projects that you have been doing is quite, you know, impressive with uh, the amount of debates. And as you said, sometimes it's, it's five five events per day. Uh, what are the most challenging things that happened on the way? Yeah, I guess the, the, the first and foremost challenge uh, was the attitude of, of politicians themselves. Because um, though today we, uh, we quite confidently can say that this is one of the, like, the key political debating, especially before elections platform in the country. And we have politicians calling in before elections and uh, saying, you know, I haven't gotten the invitation, will the debate take place and so on. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that. Um, and we had uh, a few uh, quite worrying stories, like this one, which I think illustrates the situation back in the day and sometimes even today maybe very well. So we have this, uh, this one small, small region 
uh, in the very corner of Lithuania and we have uh, this young volunteer who is still in school and she organizes debates uh, for her community and um, one of the candidates uh, was at the time the Minister of Education. So, you know, uh, who is rerunning and so on. Uh, so naturally, she said, this volunteer sends the invitation to the minister, to all the other candidates. And suddenly she gets a call from the assistant of the minister saying, uh, okay, so who are you? Why are you organizing these debates? Why have you invited this uh, particular journalist to moderate them? Uh, because he doesn't like me. So uh, what party do you belong to? Uh, you know, like what kind of interest do you have in this? And then this volunteer says, well, you know, I don't belong to any party. I'm underage to belong to a party. I'm not 18 yet. <laughs> and then this, this, you know, uh, this assistant says, what? Uh, like, you're, you're, you're not 18? How can such an important thing as, as elections be in the hand of an of a underage, uh, underage uh, student? And this was, a, this was the words of, of, uh, of you know, a people who are uh, like working in, in education, who are working with students, who are, you know, engaging with them. And, uh, and later on, um, there were more things coming to that. But of course, we, we, we reported the this, this story to our colleague journalists who are moderating the debates with their partners and actually volunteers of the, of the network. Uh, they reported this to the public and uh, it was like a huge, huge story. And the, the minister then regretted saying these words, uh, like that her team said that these, these words, you know, and uh, so on. And uh, well, she wasn't re-elected. So I'm not sure if, if uh, this story, you know, was the reason for that, but definitely it, it uh, maybe had some, some, did some part of it. And uh, I guess, yeah, then these are, you know, the things that needed to change. And I think, uh, but naturally, uh, also I think another thing that for us young people, we also have to understand that uh, we also have to prove that we are worthy of, of this trust and uh, uh, confidence and that none of the politicians would ever say that how can such an important thing as elections would be in the hands of young people? Because we have to prove that one, we care. And uh, another, that we can do this right. And uh, well, once once young people are doing this, then we, we see this, this switch in the attitude of the politicians as well. Uh, so I guess, yeah, this, this is one of the, one of the key uh, challenges because if politicians are not participating in the debates, then it has no point. So you have to have both teams uh, in, 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 in the... Uh, in it, right? Both young people and both politicians. So it's more challenging to to involve adults rather than young people in this uh, dialogue. Sometimes, sometimes in some places uh, with some people, as I said, you know, now we have like a turnout of ninety uh, percent of of the candidates. The last two elections in the parliamentary and the in the municipal elections, we had like yeah ninety. Ninety uh, percent of the total all candidates, so it's it's you know it's hundreds of people, whereas national TV didn't have the same turnout. So it, I guess, it speaks for itself. You know that uh, uh, these politicians are seeing that what are these young people are doing, and of course, it's not only that the young people are doing this, but I think what is very important here, and this is I guess uh, you know one of the these things why it was successful because we are doing these debates not in the TV, not in the radio, not uh, not uh, somewhere, but in the place. This is where people are living, you know, in the communities. And uh, no, neither TVs nor, nor radios have the same resources, you know, to go to every each and every town. But whereas I think it has the, the biggest impact because the real people, real voters, real community members can come, see all their candidates, 
as directly what they you know care about hear directly from them and and sometimes in some debates before COVID and actually during COVID in, in the places where it was a little bit uh, not that bad uh, we had like uh, a full house you know people not even not uh, not even getting in uh, to hear to listen to the debates to ask their question you know there's 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 tens of questions uh, both in the online streams and in, in the real debates when they're taking place so that's yeah the the power of uh, of our, our projects of our communities is that we can be in the place where uh, it is the most important to be and then what kind of impact are you seeing in these local communities or also in young people who participate in these projects Mm, well, yeah, it's, it's uh, always the hardest to measure the impact, I guess. And uh, of course, uh, it would need, I guess, a, a big research. But one is uh, when we are talking with our volunteers, because for, for us, it's very important because we have these, these projects. And uh, as we all came from non-formal education, for us, it's very important to have this, you know, uh, conversation with the volunteers before when we meet for the first time with them. Uh, we know we talk uh, what think about politics what we know how we feel a lot of them come a little bit scared of what is going to happen of course there's a lot of a lot of uh, uncertainty and then this you know um, um not having enough confidence because young people as well think that maybe you know who am i to call a politician you know i remember myself when first uh, i had back in the day call like one this major party which wasn't like the nicest party we had and to invite them to participate i, I was like postponing it and, and finding many many reasons why not to call them and not to do this task but uh, when you do it when you know when you pick up the phone when you call the politician when you invite and when he or she says yes i will come then come to the debates and then uh, says afterwards well thank you so much uh for, for doing this this is great um we can see in each of our volunteers when they come back we when we meet again after uh, the debates uh, when we have a long long uh, night and evening calls after the debates you know thing talking about what happened or before solving various issues because you know many things like politicians smsing you in the middle of the night and asking what will be the questions of the debates and so on <laughs> you know when we solve these kind of things and uh, when you uh, come cope with all that and when you meet again with all the volunteers when the whole learning process ends then you hear that they're you know now they have politicians in their facebooks so they talk with them on messenger you know they can it's nothing for them to invite a politician to debate it's nothing for them to ask a question and uh, really engage so i think this is a very important impact that we gain trust and confidence in ourselves as an equal participants of, of elections and democracy as such. And for us now, the second step that we need to make is, uh, you know, we, yeah, we manage also to increase, not us manage, but uh, we saw a little change in Lithuania because when we started, the, the turnout of young people uh, was only um, 16 or 18 percent. It depends on what kind of age group you take, but only 16 or 16, 18 percent of, of young people came to vote. These days, nowadays, um, in the last few elections, we see a uh, 35, 36 percent of young people. So, of course, this is not only thanks to our initiative. There are many other good guys doing great job, and uh, um, I'm happy that the, this is the way. Uh, but 
we start seeing some 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 change also in the electoral turnout. But for us now, the the big uh, big challenge and the second next mission is how to make it not only happen just during elections because it's very easy to come and you know vote for someone, but also have this a long lasting participation. So. Hence, we're talking about the watchdogging, about this monitoring. This is the thing we're working now. This is our our next big thing, our next challenge. And uh, you know, when we say that elections are like like a sprint, you know, it's you, it's, it's a short distance. Despite uh, like making a project for two years to have it just be during the elections, but for for this watchdogging, for this constant participation, it, it's a marathon. And naturally, you know, you need to prepare and build muscle and have a good diet uh, that you would be able to run a marathon. So uh, so for us, it's now preparation for, for a marathon and involving more and more young people to become not only sprinters. You have been one of the organizers, coordinators of these projects. So what have been the biggest learning moments for you? Yeah, first, and then I guess the biggest learning outcome was that Despite, doesn't matter who is a coordinator or how you call ourselves or whatever, nothing can be done if you are alone on, or if even if there's a two or, or ten of you. You have to have a, a hundred uh, and a few hundreds of, of, of you, uh, of the people like you, uh, in order to make uh, things on that level and also, I guess, to have them. Um, so first, yeah, it's, it's, it's team and it's not only team, but also community, how to build a community. When we're talking about, um, people who are taking the responsibility, coordinators, mentors, and so on. And the other thing is about, uh, also, uh, the importance of this, of this partnership and also the importance of, of, uh, involving and having more people on board, um, it comes to also when we think about, uh, the moderators of the debates, because we have like, uh, 30 or 40 journalists from from different media uh from all mainly actually from all i guess yes from all media uh, channels who come voluntarily to debate to moderate these debates and engage with volunteers and uh, you know volunteers prepare prepare like these briefs for for the moderators and uh, become like a, a yeah a tell what is happening in the region and so on so uh also having journalists on board and um, which, of course, not only increases the the quality and the level of the debate, but also gives a high, a much much bigger visibility because you have, you know, if you have, if your volunteers write like a little research paper or like an article about the debates or what happened, or if some politicians decide not to come, you know, you can immediately have an an, an article written and ask your friends, your your co-volunteers, uh, journalists, to maybe you know take a look at it, uh, maybe. You, edit it if it's not written nicely and publish it. And uh, this is again, uh, you know, for, for the initiative to be to be visible, to, to also have this impact, it's very important. And as I said, yes, uh, if you don't have politicians on board as well, it will not happen. So it's, uh, I guess, for me, the biggest learning, the, the greatest learning is that uh, uh, you can have all the all the you know good ideas uh, as you have hundreds of them you can even have the energy and you can work overnight but if you don't have other people on board if you don't find uh, other people who are who also believe in the same ideas if you don't adjust maybe your ideas as well so that you know you you could get this connection you could get get this link then nothing will happen at, at such scale you will you know get uh, get uh, you will lose all the energy in, in i don't know a week or two and uh, 
nothing will happen because you know a lot of times when your hands drop when you don't know what to do when you have hard situations uh, this is you know whenever people step in when they you can count on them and uh, yeah for me as i was a individualistic person for quite a time um for me it was the biggest learning that actually the the, the power is not uh, not in a single person but in the community transfer service your initiative is quite inspiring and and once you start uh, learning a bit more and exploring the the online platform it really is like oh i would like to be part of that and i think or i assume someone uh, listening to this podcast might also be like wow this is, sounds great maybe i should uh, join or organize something like this so if somebody else wants to do a similar uh, initiative or to start a similar initiative what would be their first steps I would say just uh, explore, experiment, uh, not uh, like, because when we started, we also saw another platform, an online platform in Germany, actually, where they had uh, politicians registered and the people could ask questions, ask politicians questions. And this was our first idea. Oh, this looks nice. We would like to have something like in Lithuania. And we started building the platform. But then we saw that it's not enough to have this platform and maybe in Lithuania, this online communication is not that good or, or maybe many of the politicians don't know how actually to use internet and the computer. And that's why they're not participating many, many things. And then we just came up with the idea, why don't we do debates? And this was, you know, something new for us. This was not something that, of course, a lot of organizations, I guess, are doing these debates, but, you know, to make it uh, at the big scale and then make it organized by young people and so on and combine these two things have the online communication where you can uh, on the platform ask the politicians uh, many questions, uh, have the live communication where you have public debates, also invite people after the debates if some questions were not answered, go back to the platform and have this link of online and offline real life communication. This was something new that we came up with um, or that we developed. So I would say for others as well, uh, yeah, maybe take some bits that others are doing and, and seems working, uh, but also twist them, experiment, change them, do something how you feel it should be done. I think that's one, it might might lead to some very nice and interesting ways. And another, it's, it's more fun because then, you know, you're not simply copy pasting or something, but you're actually creating on the way. And uh it gives much, much more uh, pleasure. And of course, failing as well is a very big part of the invention. But then uh, if you have uh, other people who are with you, they often help uh, you come back on track and then experiment more. And if you would have an opportunity to uh, to make this warning sign of, yeah, be careful with this if you want to uh, get into political participation and, and projects promoting that with young people, what would that be? First, and I guess the foremost uh, thing, if we are engaging with politics, we have to be impartial as well. At least in our case, uh, this was the conviction that we built very early on, that nobody would could, could you know cast a doubt uh, like in the story that I told you know who, which party do you do you represent and so on. And we had more of these situations where yeah, again in, the, in one of the debates, uh, 
there are, you know, because often people who are more interested in politics in the region, because we count on them, they often belong to other like youth political organizations and such. And I think it's it's good because what we are saying, it's it's not that young people should not have any political convictions or shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, you know, participate in other political organizations. But when it comes to these type of activities, you have to all also remain impartial. And this is one of the big learnings as well for, for young people, how to have your opinion and your ideas and like this politician and not that, but be able to organize an impartial debate, find a hard question for each of the candidates and um, give the floor for each of them equally, despite who you love or, or, or hate um, the most. And what we do is we have this, uh, this kind of a declaration where volunteers simply will declare that, yes, uh, while I'll be in this initiative, while I'll be organizing the debates or coordinating the platform or doing other educational activities, I will remain impartial. I will not, I will not do anything consciously that could help one or the other politician. And as I said, for example, and we had this kind of a declaration, this kind of a thing save us for many, many times. Once in, in the debate, we had a... We had um, yeah some a few volunteers organizing it, and one or two of the guys who were helping, maybe with microphones or or with chairs or something, or or also with with more content, also belonged to a local a local youth uh, kind of a politicized organization. And one of the candidates was a member of the party, who's like this this uh, well this youth organization was a little bit leaning to that part, right? And then uh, this this candidate on stage during the debate says, "Well, you know, these are my my young people, you know, mine guys who are organizing these debates." But then uh, guys, uh, the volunteers uh, turn on their mics and said, "No, no, no, stop! Um, it doesn't doesn't it's not important, you know, if we belong to one or another organization. We have signed the declaration of impartial impartiality." That during organizing these debates, we are, you know, doing this independently. We're not uh, leaning to any or that side. We're not helping anyone. So please don't mix these things. And then the candidate says, well, yes, yes, I asked for the questions, but they didn't give uh, me the questions in advance. <laughs> so, you know, um, so it's, it's a little bit tricky with politics, but I think we shouldn't be scared of that. And we have to learn how to how to be professional in some way. And you know, find these these kind of a small small things that could uh, help us. Of course, the, the the ethics is very important when you come to, to politics because one tiny mistake could you know mean that you you will lose confidence. People will lose confidence in you, and then you will not be able to make the things that you want to make and you believe in. So this is, I guess, my 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 yeah advice uh, for anyone future getting involved in that. And it sounds like preparation is is crucial to also give this attitude to to participants to volunteers. Do you have any suggestions on how to prepare young people to actually not be afraid of yeah turning their mic on and and say hey no. Mm -hmm. Talk to them constantly, right? Be a messenger or whatever else there are, and be there for them. Tell them that. Uh, no, because that's what happens before and after and during the debates. You know, you are constantly online with them because they're in, in the other part of the country. And uh, if something happens, you just say, you know, if something happens, just just tell us, just call us. If you feel that this is getting out of hand, give our numbers. You no, know, deal with it. 
yourself as much as you feel that you can deal with it ask us if you need some advice uh, yeah we were very much encouraging not to like uh, be you know that you have to always ask what to do and so on that people would you know could do this their way we say that you know you are you are the, the the kings and queens of your region you know you know best your community we are you know we are here just to talk about these basic principles uh, these things and so on so be there uh, for us, it's, it was also very important, and we saw saw the difference that um, we organized these trainings before the debates, where we gather with with thirty. Sometimes we had like sixty or seventy young people coming at, at, at one place, where we talk about all these things. Where you know we raise questions, we have journalists, we have politicians coming, we train a bit how to. Uh, we have this like a little exercise where we invite politicians to the trainings. We have volunteers prepared during the night the various questions, and then we have like a world cafe discussions with different representatives of different parties and uh, often what happens is that uh, well it fails like during these trainings these these debate the discussions don't happen very nicely often politicians are able to talk longer than the young people would like them to talk and so on but that's a learning thing you know that we do this to learn then we reflect you know why were politicians able to talk so much about the topics that you weren't interesting did you you know, stop them at any point. They just show that you are not interested anymore in that. So practicing a bit in, in a safe environment and in, in this, you know, uh, training environment is very important. And uh, yes, showing that you are there. And of course, the, there are times when mistakes happen, when things get a little bit out of hand. Uh, we had some, some you know, complaints written by some of the parties. But then again, you know, we say, you know, we are young people. Sometimes, yeah, that things happen. We are sorry for that. We had this, this again, one uh, one candidate who said you know the, the, these debates were rigged and you 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 know you gave uh, um, questions to one candidate that were more advantageous to, to him and so on but then we say okay so so show us at what minutes you know which kind of questions were were inappropriate and so on and if yes then we will apologize but most often um, people just you know say okay okay it was all fine and just you know <laughs> trying things a bit <laughs> so yeah, prepare, prepare and uh, be engaged. Don't think that everything will just happen and that, that young people or, or any kind of people will do everything perfectly. Uh, be ready that something will happen, not in the way that you wanted it to happen. But then this is, no, this is the way when there's a lot of people, each of them having their own understanding. Um, be there as much as possible. Tell how you think, how you imagine it and uh, hope that others will will also believe in, in that because it's it's not about you know just following orders it's not uh, it's not you know like a hierarchy where you can say that you must do this and that and that way it's more about uh, well the, the analogy of a virus is probably not a, not a good one in this case but it has to spread a bit you know this idea and only then you can do this in, in such a scale Final message. And before we finalize the, the podcast, I have a question a bit coming back to you. What are your plans in the youth work field? <laughs> you know, it's you have to be careful with dreams because they rights come true often. For me, for us, I guess, yes, now the dream is to to, to build this, this watchdogging platform to also... Um, to also go uh, besides uh, just the debating and, and more to the uh, education field, I guess. We are very much developing also the tools and how we could uh, 
help young people prepare more before before elections and after the elections and how to keep this this constant motivation so uh yeah when, once you take a step one uh, you you start seeing a much much broader horizons and much more work to do so for us right well this watchdogging and making this long lasting long term uh also this yes educational part and also finding you know and seeing uh, other people finally uh, taking things from you you know other people uh, taking your shoes and and doing this this even better even bigger even in, in their own way uh so and being there for them as well and uh, being able to maybe yeah experiment more so long going plans and now you also have an opportunity to make a wish to youth work field locally or internationally my wish would be that it would has would it would have as much liberty as possible and as many flexible opportunities uh, to do the ideas that people have because sometimes when you're writing applications projects you find that this idea you know you, you can find the project or the program that this idea could uh, could you know be implemented in sometimes it happens when when the ideas are maybe a little bit different and so on that would happen to us for quite a time uh, until we found erasmus because there was no national program that could help us implement the things that we wanted to do so for me as yes, that the, that uh, there would be as much liberty as possible uh, to dream to to experiment uh, also to have some experiments that don't work out but also have the tools to be able to do these experiments and uh, I guess not always to to expect from people that the, what they do will become a major scale uh, campaigns or something but just let them experiment because I think that's the most for me that's the the most um, exciting thing about uh, this this youth work way we're talking about this ability to experiment and see that sometimes it work out Thank you very much for uh, joining me in this conversation for sharing all these examples and from my side I just wish you to have great volunteers continue having them continue having the ideas and uh, really uh, reach all the goals that you guys are setting in the team. Thank you for for, for having us. Thank you for uh, having us telling our story and hope to hear more stories from other countries for other fields uh, in in the in the series. And yeah, what we say, you know, that we hope that one day our initiative will be not needed anymore because every person in Lithuania will be doing the watchdogging and participating in elections. <laughs> so I uh, hope that also spreads across Europe. In today's episode, we heard a few examples how political candidates change their attitudes towards young people and how proper support and community feeling can empower youngsters to make local change happen. This inspiring case introduced how an idea of young people can grow into a whole national movement. This once again proves the power that young people hold and reminds us to find ways of unlocking this power. Thanks for staying with us and have a great time. Gems of Youth Work is funded by the Erasmus Plus program of the European Commission with the support of the Estonian National Agency.